Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hooniverse podcast. Except this is the Auto Week podcast now because I am in Detroit with my lovely coworkers. It's good to be in Detroit, the city of angels. Um, here we have uh, David G. Johnson. Hi, I'm David G. Johnson. We have Mark Vaughn. Hi, I'm not Jake Langman. And then we have Jake Lingaman. Hi, I am Jake Lingaman. And we have Graham Kozak. Yeah, and I'm Graham Kozak. And who are you? I am Blake Z. Ron. I always have a weird uh, middle name, so this time I am Blake Zebediah Ron. I think that's how it works. Okay. Cool. When you go to Pikes Peak, you're going to be Blake Zebulon Ron. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's all I got to think of. Yeah. Yeah. Write that down. That's good. It's uh, just saying. It's my Chinese name. Oh, wait. I think that might be a podcast secret. <laughs> Too late. Was a podcast Was. Secret. Gotcha. What's not a podcast secret is my CTSV racing school experience. That's different. Where'd you do that at? Um, that was up in Spring Mountain. Oh, ah, yeah. I do one at Monticello with the CTSV. Nice. Awesome. All right, awesome. we're CTSV graduates. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, that was, that, was, that was super fun. Do the secret nice. handshake. They're doing the secret handshake. We're doing handshake. the secret handshake right now. It's yeah. very involving. i got to get on the chair. Ow, 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 okay. Aficionados <laughs> call it the van shake. Ooh, <laughs> the V-shake. It's worse than a bro hug. Yes, that's true. All and, right, and so, Greg. Not as bad as the Harlem shake. Graham, you just drove the uh, Dodge Ram 3500 Heavy Duty, and you towed two tractors yeah, at the at same, the same time. time. It was uh, every man's dream. But, nice. you know, it was the 2500-3500 uh, first drive, and we went out to the Chrysler Proving Grounds, had a couple hours to just, you know, they had a variety of things to tow. Uh, you could do truck people things like haul cinder blocks and a giant bale of hay, the round one, and then some square bales of hay, too. Um, oh, the big round ones. Yeah, yeah the you big don't round ones and nice. the stack, yeah. right. <laughs> And, you know, I did a first drive kind of review, you know, with the limited uh, limited time we had available to evaluate them. And somebody asked me if, it, if this was a paid advertisement. And these things are really good. I mean, right. I can't believe I mean, no, if you're spending $66,000 on a truck, you like, get how far truck, or Walmart. Yeah. How far truck technology is going? Just right. Like, you know, you can tow, like, everything, really. The, the fit and finish is better on the uh, Longhorn Laramies than, than Detroit sedans were. You know, a decade ago, it seems like right. you're paying sixty six thousand dollars for it. So, well, the thing about those pickup trucks is, I swear, when we were fifteen and sixteen and seventeen, my friends were getting Dodge Rangers and splashes and stuff for like fourteen grand, and now we're talking right. seventy well, grand. These, these are heavy. Well, they're they're slightly larger than, than yeah. your, your your splash with the with the right. fancy decals and the flare side. The flare side, side, yeah. 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 These are heavy duty <clears throat> turbo diesel. 850 pound feet. These things will tow any number of the right. abandoned buildings scattered throughout Detroit. Also, I think Sajeev Mehta will have your head for saying Dodge Ranger. Yeah, I, I picked up on it too. I was like, it's Ford Ranger. What did I say? Oh, I said Dodge, Dodge oh, Ranger. Sorry. Ford Ranger, yeah, and uh, Dodge Splash, right? No, it was Ford Ranger Splash. It was Ford Ranger Splash, yeah. Splash. In fact, Dodge didn't even Everyone have it. But back when we were in high school, Dodge had. had Actually dropped out of the compact pickup market because it had the D50, which is a rebadged Mitsubishi, uh, and, and the also the Plymouth Arrow pickup. Okay, the Volkswagen pickup. Yeah, the Volkswagen, the Caddy. What about the uh, Dodge Ram? No, not Dodge Dakota convertible. There was the high school. Yeah, it was the Dakota convertible. And actually, there were a few Shelby Dakota convertibles. I remember that was rare. They actually. I thought that was a Sawzall kind of. Garage. No, it was no. It's a Dodge. So that's okay. It was a Sawzall by ASC. Dodge all. Yeah. But before okay. that, in the seventies, so. like decades before you were born, there was a phenomenon <laughs> called mini truckers. I've heard of the seventies. Tell us more, Mark. <laughs> there was there was a Datsun mini truck, and you would put you know big fat drag race wheels on it, and uh, yeah, it was called Datsun then. And of course, the Ford Ranger, Ford Courier, 
whatever. And it Shimmy was like a, it was a phenomenon, at least in Southern California. Yeah. I don't know about yeah. the rest of the country. Oh, yeah. No, he's thinking Chevy Loves in California. It's great. Chevy Loves, yeah. yeah. No, I remember the mini trucking craze. It wasn't the seventies; it was the eighties. It was the eighties. Because it replaced the. Well, it started. It extended into the. Yeah, it started. Vans. Oh, don't get me started. That's seventies. Yeah, that's. Well, we were just. In fact, we were just. Graham and I were just talking about Greg of Akron today. Right. I I knew about the custom van. I didn't know there were renowned custom van painters. Like Hemsel and Hans with names. Well, Hemsel. You mean the the motorcycle? Yeah, Art Hemsel. Yeah, Art Hemsel painted. Winner of the uh, Amber Award. Yeah. Well, the, he did. Um, he did um, Andy's tea. Yeah. The uh, the crazy psychedelic tea bucket. Ah, those um, were the days. But these guys were going. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> those days. Vans. Always <laughs> ironically wish Vans would make a comeback because it seems like everything else from the sixties and seventies has made a comeback. Why no, not, actually, um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with uh, Dirty Donnie Gillies, who is a, a, an artist in San Francisco. No, um, and has done uh, like if you ever if you ever seen like the cartoon head Metallica guitar picks, cartoon like or like the or like the Tiki Metallica stuff, the kind of Tiki Monster Metallica stuff. I mean Tiki heads, yeah, but that like was a huge the, motif. But the Metallica ones, like the Metallica weird monster no, stuff. Tiki's no. making a couple. Um, anyway, Donnie Donnie did all that, um, and he's actually. He's he's working with I think it's I think it's AMT uh, okay. on custom van kits. Ooh. Oh, cool! Um, <laughs> yeah, it's Dirty Donnie's Vanity, uh, which is really fantastic. But Donnie's got his own van. I never liked and, AMC Ertel kits. I always did Monogram and Revel. Um, but a lot <laughs> of the guys. I'm a Tamaya Tamaya man. Well, you're yeah. fancy. Yeah. Oh man, you bought well, the thirty dollar kits. Well, I know I did the yeah. I mean, I did the Tamiya uh, Countach uh, when I was a kid, and I did the um, I, I did the um, the Tyrrell uh, six wheeler. Oh yeah, and oh nice. It, and when I actually saw that car run at Laguna Seca, I didn't know it was going to be there. It was the Historics a few years ago, and I remember I was there with Alex Roy, who, famous for doing lots of goofy crap, especially breaking the breaking the <laughs> the transcontinental speed record. Yes. Uh, and Mike Bumbeck, uh, who's now of Hemmings, a gentleman and, and a scholar. Yes, and so we're all there, and we and we saw the Tyrrell. We got we got there just in time for the Formula One race. And the Tyrrell was out front the entire time, and every one time it went by, the three of us were jumping up and down like little kids. <laughs> um, we were just so excited to see the car. Right. Um, I didn't see it last year at the reunion because they don't, they don't, they not only don't call it Laguna Seca anymore. They don't, they don't call it the historic. Seca right. It is either. not. Uh, it's the hold on the Monterey Motorsports Reunion. Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion at Monster Raceway Laguna Seca. Oh, God. Get a T-shirt that says that. You have to get two T-shirts. Yeah. yeah. It goes around the back, or a T-shirt and a hat. Yeah, yes. from Mazda will make sure you have a hat. Oh, I like I don't like hats. She no, she actually wants to put a hat on me um, because I was not wearing a Mazda hat. hat. <laughs> she hugged me once, so. Right, so, yeah, that's so, so, so moving on. Yeah, from the seventies vans. Let's right. move on. Moving on. Um, you uh, were in England. Yes, um, I just checked out Gran Turismo Six, which will be coming out this holiday season for the PS3, and that was actually kind of a surprise that it was going to be PS3 because the PS4 has also come out this holiday season. Um, oh, okay. they've been they spent so about the same time, and and a lot of times the GT titles kind of lead the PlayStation as like yeah. their main, you know, their heavyweight title as it comes out. But we get some hands-on time with the game only at Silverstone Circuit, which is one of the new ones. There's going to be 33 tracks on the new ones in. I think the Silverstone Circuit was a new track because it's been around for a while. No, the new track in the game. Um, they're going to have 33 tracks, 71 different configurations, 1,200 cars, which is a couple hundred more than the current uh, game has, and also, obviously, updatable, expandable, right. with more parts and cars. And is there damage? 
Yeah, there is damage. There was damage in the last one, but it was um, also upgraded. It was like DLC. You know, yeah. you had to, they had to download it later. I, I didn't bother to download it, so mine still doesn't have damage. And then the, my Blu-ray component of my PS3 burnt out. So mm. uh, yeah, same thing happened to mine. I had to take it apart. Or I tried to take it apart and fix it. Did not work. Yeah. Uh, but the game, the game looks great. You know, everything just looks a little bit smoother. It's not like mind-blowingly better like it would be if it was on PS4. But some yeah. of the screenshots they showed were crazy. Where you know, the car skids through a pile of leaves and they all fly up in the air. And, right. you know, Silverstone Circuit looked great. I mean, super smooth. We were playing with the, uh, the Thrustmaster controller wheels, which are obviously the best ones, I right. think, are the ones made for the game. And, you know, the, the curbs felt bumpy and the grass felt slippery and the pavement felt sticky as it's supposed to. I mean, it was really good looking. Um, a lot of stuff to look forward to in that. How does it compare to, say, Mario Kart for 64, which is about the extent of my... <laughs> which is, which well, is the yeah, classic, yeah. quintessential racing experience. That's about... Yeah. Is, it, is it really an improvement it's a, it's of a pole a position? Sim, there's, a, there's, there's a sim and, and a, a, what do you call it, arcade. Arcade mode. There's yeah. a battle yeah. So this, that, that was, yeah, yours was uh, a, an arcade, right? I mean, and this obviously has sim. turtle shells in it, as all racing games how, do. How I are mean, the banana? Of course. How, how are the polygon moldings on the turtle shells? Yeah. Are they really Looks properly? fantastic. And you pick the driver, it's Lewis Hamilton, Koopa Troopa, Bowser... Uh, Schumacher, you know the usual guys. Nice. Um, no, but it looked it looked really smooth. Uh, it, it was great to play. And they were talking about the big thing was the course editor. I didn't do a lot of that in GT5, but you can build your own courses. But they said like ten square kilometers of scenery to use as you're building your courses through you know. So you can you know, build your own Laguna Seca and have a huge tree where you have to gauge for the course. Exactly. Right. Or better yet, build an exact replica of Laguna Seca. Move the tree slightly <laughs> and watch your friends screw up. That's hilarious. That's a perfect. <laughs> oh, idea. just watch my tree. It'll be easy. There you go. How, how, are people really? I know there's the the GT Academy, right? That actually yeah. tries to get people yeah. out of the gaming world and onto a real track. Mm. Uh, I mean, is this is this what car guys are doing now? I mean, I, I don't want to seem ignorant, but I, I don't really play a lot of video games. Is this well, is this kind of a factor for car enthusiasm? Well, we talked to. Uh, Wait, I should point out right here that Graham is actually the youngest person in the room. Yeah, he's only eight, and I'm twelve. He's thirteen, going on fifteen. I, I mean, I know it's a fad, but for now, <laughs> yeah, Blake's twenty-five. How old are you? Twenty-four. Oh my. God. Graham's sitting there with his copy, like, oh, you know these kids with their yeah. video games. <laughs> I am your father. Oh, no, this is what they said about the GTK. I mean, they've they obviously been winning. They've uh, they won their class at the Twenty Four Hours of Dubai. I think they podiumed at Twenty Four Hours of Nurburgring. So they're doing good things. What uh, Darren Cox, the head of uh, Nissan Motorsports, was saying was that they don't come with the bad habits that a lot of kart guys do and other sort of uh, traditional racers do. So that helps. So. Okay. He says what they, they they love the cars and they have the skill, but they don't have the time like those guys with all that money that do cars their whole life. So they give them this like six month intensive program on, you know, what it actually feels like to really race the car and right. they're doing very well. Two winners are competing in the LMP two class of Le Mans this year. And that's impressive because they're going from video games where if you do an endurance race, you can uh, you know hit pause to right. actual twenty four hour endurance races. Yeah, which is insane. Pretty impressive. But what about you know that's that's great for guys who excel at the game and get to the point where they they get uh, put into a you know top tier racing series because of it but you know what about guys who play it really like it um, and then I mean does that make you go out and buy a BRZ you said the BRZ is the most accurately simulated or one of the most accurately simulated ones in that game yeah that's one one's going to get guys interested in real cars that I, I think so. I mean, personally, for me, that's how I got into cars, basically. Okay. I mean, I played car video games before I owned a car, you know, when I turned 16 or 18 or whatever, and that's kind of how I found out about that XJ220 and all those crazy... in the GTR. That you saw. In the G- yeah, 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 and yeah, people, yeah, I mean, part of the reason that, that those all-wheel drive turbo Japanese cars... 
came to America was because of Gran Turismo, exactly. the WRX, the Evo, and the GTR. Also, like the yeah. interest in those cars was directly generated by those games. Now, how many GTRs are in this Gran Turismo Six? Is it like four hundred GTRs? <laughs> well, you know, there's there variants. Awesome. I know there's going to be a Model T class, and there's going to be a Model A uh, Sunday Cup. No way! Okay, no. There was a Model yeah. T in the last one. The, um, the flipper class. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I'm sure they had a handful of GTRs and all that stuff. But the you know the menu, everything looked a little bit cleaner. The menu was a little better. They said the online component, people will be able to you know start their own racing series online, cool. one make or multi make online, which is kind of cool. Model T class. Yeah. So, so there you go, Model T or racing Rocker series. Or Americana class. Oh, there you go. Now, um, 33 tracks you said are half. Are those 33 real tracks, and then they add on like the fictional tracks, or is it just 33 tracks total? 33 tracks total. I believe the last one was in the 20s, maybe like 25 or 22. So about 10 more tracks, okay. and in total 71 configurations. That does include like. Uh, Iger Norwind or whatever or some of those or Iger Fort Nord 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 is a Nord mountain in yeah, so, right. so they built a racetrack on the mountain that is something game. so they built a racetrack there uh, the forest special forest stage you know that's right. obviously be in Africa there Hill. yeah that'll be in there so th- that stuff will also be in there plus a bunch of new ones but Silverstone was the only one they announced uh, this weekend or this week did you no. get to drive on the Silverstone track the actual track yes. in a car yes. what did you drive I drove the uh, actually the 370Z race car that they do for the GT Academy which was awesome we actually got a we got hot laps in a KTM Crossbow as well, which was the most insane car I've ever been in in my life. And I mean, we've driven plenty of cars here. I mean, Ferrari 458 doesn't hold a candle to this thing. The thing, I mean, I've never been to Formula One car. It's got to be the closest thing in a road. You ever driven an Ariel Adam? No. I mean, it's probably the same thing. I've got open wheel. It's in the I mean, same thing. What what kind of engine does it have? Uh, Audi. It's an Audi engine. Okay. And I swear, I mean, the thing sounds, and I tweeted about it, said that when you shift it, it goes, pew, 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 pew. It's not like a laser gun when you shoot it. I mean, it's, my, it felt like my helmet was going to rip off my face, because no, um, no windshield, obviously. Wow. It's completely open. And, of course, you know, CTSV racing school graduates like you and I can handle oh, it, no problem. Yeah, yeah, in fact, no we actually set the track, you actually set the track record at Silverstone. I, <laughs> I thought they were said they were going to time us at one point, but they didn't. Yes. Yeah, it was, my own personal record. But it was, it was uh, the, yeah, the, Silverstone is sweet, and it's a great time. straight loss. The, the, the Blake Wrong, Jake Lingeman track record at Silverstone. Yeah. <laughs> they have like a top gear that have a hot lap time, so just Blake's up there and me, and that's it so far. So, exactly. so how, how was it going from you played the track and then yes. you. So, I mean. Oh, well, I mean, that, that's, that's what I was going to say, you know, before you said how, how does it really. The best thing about the, the simulators, Gran Turismo, plus all the others like iRacing and Forza, is you can learn the track line. I mean, it, not only does it give you the track line if you ask for it, but you play the track enough and you just work your way into it faster and faster times. And that's what these guys that are winning the GT Academy are so good at. I mean, they, they're they within you know seconds of top drivers right out of the gate. The, the and then, I was going to say, the only, the, the only experience that I have driving a track in a game and driving it in real life is Laguna Seca. And I... It's re- what's really interesting to me is that certainly I learned the track playing the game, and then I went out on the track, and weirdly, after having driven the track, I was faster in the game than hmm. I had been That's because there are things that you learn on the track that wouldn't necessarily occur to you just staring at the pixels, but those things almost always apply to the video game. That's so they're accurately rendering these tracks. Now. Somewhat, oh, I mean, I think Laguna yeah. Seca bump, is bump for bump. I mean, um, yeah, they're the, insane. It, 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 they're getting better and better all the time. Yeah. Is, it, um, is it really the other way then? You, you learn things from the video game that you make it go faster on the track or something? That's what I think is the usual. I think right. what he's saying is the exception to the rule. Or well, I mean, I think I, I don't know. I, I mean, it would be really interesting to see a bunch of a bunch of, like a survey of, of yeah. folks who play the game. 
take them out on a track, have them do it, and then see what their times in the game are. Uh, I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if my experience um, is completely unique. Um, but I didn't learn on the track and then drove the. Um, you know, I didn't learn on the track and then play the game. Right. Although I have played against people. Um, I don't like uh, Rene Villeneuve, who um, was an instructor at Luna Seca, and um, I would play him in Forza, and like. I wouldn't even really consider myself a lot much of a gamer, but I had just played Laguna Seca a lot, mm. and I could be. There was no, I had no chance of beating him in real life on that track, but I could beat him in the game. Um, you know, they are they they correlate, but they're still very much two different worlds. Well, yeah. it's definitely. I mean, there's not that always that fear of death. You know, obviously when you're playing the game, I mean, you can take a corner. You know, the same corner 16 times, so you figure out the perfect way to take it after you broke too late. You know, six of those you times. You take a Zanardi line on a corkscrew every time. Exactly. Right. So, exactly. you know. But that's unsportsmanlike. Of course. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about that in the video game sheet. But that's very interesting, though, that you yeah. that you put posted faster times in the game after driving the track in real life, even though you were already schooled on the track in the game. That's interesting. And in the video game, you can call people racial and ethnic slurs. Yes. Only you're life, you're, you're only allowed to call no, them racial yeah. slurs. No, yes. Exactly. What else happened in this world? Um, you know, on the cover of Auto Week, we have the new S-Class. Um, yeah. Everybody says the interior is really, really just amazing. And Graham, you've actually been in the, you've been in the interior without actually seeing the car. Right. They, they brought us into a dark room. There were three S-Classes. Uh, the interior uh, interiors were all subtly, softly lit with the uh, you know, multicolored lights you can, you can have. And uh, they showed off the sound system. I can't remember the, the name of the, the top-end sound system, but it's, uh, you know, Quality. You know, it's, I'm it's, sure the manufacturer of that system appreciates the Yeah, <laughs> right. No, I uh, know it's a German manufacturer. Oh, is it Burmester? Is it? Yeah, it is. No. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's Porsche. Yeah, yeah the, the, I love their systems in the Porsches. It, it uh, sounded excellent. Uh, They're really going for the whole spa and wheels thing. Um, again, it, it was kind of weird to be sitting in a car trying to evaluate it. Um, it it's a pretty fluidly designed interior, I'd say. Uh, and they're really going for the Chinese market. They kept bringing it up, you know, usually we'd be working on the basis. front seats, right. Now we want rear seats because people, you know, like people in the Chinese market, uh, like to be driven, you know. So you could tell they really put a lot of effort into the back seat. And Was there office-style stuff, like tables for laptops? No, uh, they had, some of them had fold-up, you know, expanding Pop. tables, but really this was a, kind of more of a spa experience, the, the hot stone massage thing, which, you know, a lot of the stuff that... <laughs> it actually heats up, right? right. They, 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 put okay. up a, they put up a press release before I had the chance to sit in it. It sounds ridiculous. You know, they're listing off the 120-plus actuators and buttons and everything. <laughs> hot stone massages, uh, aromatherapy, and it all, it all sounds ridiculous. And, you know, it is. It's a really plush, kind of over-the-top interior, trying to replace the Maybach. Right. Right, right? so... And the Maybach had the, the scent ball. I mean, what are the Raptors going to drive? Right. Right now, so it's um, it, it does pretty much live up to you know the hype. Uh, it's a lot the, in it, in implementation. A lot of the things they hyped up are a lot more subtle and in the background. You know, the right. scent thing is not like a little magic tree going through <laughs> the vents. Right. Uh, the, the hot stone <laughs> massage feels a lot less like a sharper image back rub thing, <laughs> and more like a 
well, what I, I presume a hot stone machine <laughs> probably feels like. Well, you've never had one. Not, not being. A, we should have. Why, why? You should go get one. Right. Uh, yeah, Expensive. So right week since you actually then can compare the it's, two. It's com- evaluated purposes. Yeah. Right. Well, it, but it did actually feel like something. It wasn't that electric pincer magic fingers thing. Well, that's that, what I was going to say. I like the to, idea of having a massage while driving, but it doesn't really feel like anything. What about the compared to the last? You know, we had the E class in it with massaging. Right. Yeah. Better than better that, than that. That to me was cool because you know. Driving this badass wagon, getting a massage while driving, you know, at Audemont speed. All these other jerk offs on the road doing yeah, nothing. It didn't actually feel that good. I mean, it's like somebody poking me, kicking me back. <laughs> the basically, the this, one, I don't know if it was the combination of heat or whatever, but it. The one time a seat massager was very, very welcome to me was I'd driven from Monterey to San Francisco in, uh, in an XKR. And I just could never get comfortable in that car. I was constantly shifting the seat around. I don't know what it was, but the seat just didn't work for me. And by the time I got to San Francisco, my back was just kind of aching and bugging me in a way that it doesn't normally. So then I picked up a Continental GT. I turned on the seat massager for about the next 45 miles, and I was fine. So, you know, the Bentley is the cure to your Jaguar Wub, apparently. No. That's their advertising. Oh, my gosh, yes. That's the tagline now. So does the other one finally catch up with the Hyundai Equus? That's the question. Yeah, Yeah. well, if you're going uh, bang for buck, no. (laughs) Now, the question is, does it catch up to the new Toyota Avalon? Oh boy, Daisy! Which I just drove last week. That's a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. I I am one now. Let me. Oh, Avalon. I cannot believe how now. If if you're thinking about buying a Lexus, unless you're buying an LS four hundred or you're buying a GS or an IS, but if you're thinking about buying an ES, don't bother. Just buy yourself an Avalon. Um, Forty grand. The thing is like. Relentlessly loaded. You have that nice Toyota V6, which is a really fine motor. Yeah. Um, I wish I was relentlessly loaded. Right it, now. it is <laughs> money or booze. Both. Why not both? But it's a, you know really cushy ride quality. My girlfriend's son, who is six, um, doesn't always comment on my cars, but the ones that he's liked in the past are the XF Supercharged, the Boss 302. The Mazda Super 20, which Blake can talk about in a moment, uh, and uh, the Land Rover LR4. Hmm. It was kind of a broad, weird spread of, of things. But we're driving along in the in the Avalon, and all of a sudden he just says, "This car is awesome." The interior, the, the one one knock I have against the interior is the air conditioning does not spool up fast enough. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I live in a pretty hot place. First world problems. Yeah, but but I mean no, I mean actually seriously for a forty thousand dollar car, I mean it starts at thirty, but the one I was driving was you know, about forty thousand dollars, and you would expect it to pop on faster, I like and especially the, yeah. by the level of the level of fit and finish and trim in else. the interior, like it's so nice, it seems almost weird that it doesn't just go cold like that. Hmm. Everything in that car makes sense because I drove it, you know, to Las Vegas, and um, you know it's hot as hell out there. And the air conditioning worked really well after a while. So, yeah, you're right. didn't have to cycle through. But um, the Avalon's nice. And if I want to bring it back to massaging seats for a bit, I recently drove an LS600 Hybrid, which is basically one of the quietest cars I've ever driven. I love mm-hmm. that thing. Which is fantastic. And it, this one had the executive seating package. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, which you have to have if you're buying you a 600. You have to have Even if you never get driven around in it, even if you do a lot of driving, you could just have to have it, you know, just to impress your girlfriend with it, which I did. If you, have, you, a, if you have a 600... If you have a 600H, you don't want to drive that car. Though. You want to ride in it. Yeah. Like, it's fine to drive. Like, it's it's nice. And I like the way the power comes on because it's just sort of like this... 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, like seriously, being dri- driven around in that car, I was like, I don't want to drive it. You drive it. I'm going to sit here in the back. So the backs were the, the massages in the back. Yeah, one massaging seat in the right rear seat, okay. and um, yeah, you could. Did have the foot forward, had, the, had the ottoman, the electric. And there's, of course, it's not hot stone. It's shiatsu. Yeah, well, actually, actually, the massage honestly felt like one of those sharper image uh, seats, where it's like you know, big cylinders just punch punch through the thing, right? And but well, it was still nice. I mean, I'm never ever gonna complain about massaging seats in a car because it's like just right. like so over the top ridiculous. First and I world love problem. It. <laughs> I love it. The Avalon does not have <laughs> massaging seats. That's a shame. Well, that's why you get the sharper image things that you put over the seat. That's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the problem solved. Yeah. The uh, Lexus doesn't have massage seats in the front, which is kind of annoying. And also, for 122 grand, it doesn't have adaptive cruise control or lane departure and stuff like that, which you can get in like you know. But it will stop if you're about to hit something. Uh, well, I never, yeah. I never tried to hit anything. Well, so. you you can. I went on the launch and we we tried to drive at things and it would stop. Ooh, I thought that was a tech package. It might be a tech package. I forget exactly. That's no, pretty. That's crazy that they had you drive at things. But I'll tell you what, we had an LS416 here a couple of years ago, and uh, it saw. You know, they put like those giant metal plates over the potholes or uh-huh. the holes in the road right. that stick up maybe uh, an inch or an inch and a half. Right. It must have saw that while uh, one of our editors was driving, slammed on the brakes, and him and his wife, skirt, you know, that's scary. Lock up, head forward, everything. You know, no cars in front of, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird and scary. Especially when there's cars behind you. And yeah, yeah cars behind you. Or I mean, if, what about if you're not wearing your seatbelt? Does it still go off? Because it must not. Yeah. Well, it'll just well, beep at you the entire time. If you don't yeah, you don't wear your seatbelt. Yeah. yeah. But God forbid you're you know doing something. Then it's eating a, a burrito maybe. Oh my yeah, God! Think about really this. Suck. Drinking a super hot cup of coffee. Oh man. Lost the Subaru Outback we had and uh, protected me from a, a cloud of steam coming up with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the was, same thing. It beat beat and flashed. Yeah. You know, I actually I I had one of those recently, and I really enjoyed the Outback. Yeah, yeah, with the, the CBT. The, well, that's, that's the one thing that is the the one demerit against that car is the CBT. And I'm not an anti CBT guy. Like, I think the new Maxima is fantastic. Yeah. I think the CBT implementation in the Quest and the JX, great. Nissan really. Yeah, Nissan. In the words of, of the of the late Martin Swig, um, Nissan is the one company that's really figured out how to do a, a CBT. And he's mm-hmm. right. I mean, they, their CBTs are great, but the Subaru CBTs, I it, they just bum me out. But the rest of that car, the handling, the kind of cushness of it, uh, they, you know, I, I sort of miss the old, you know, sort of the old size of the of the legacy Outback, you know, or, or the or the you could have a wagon. And you miss the legacy's it. legacy. I miss the legacy of the legacy. But the Outback in its own right really seems like a sensible vehicle. Like if I if I if I extract it from history, like it's the kind of vehicle that a lot of families need. And they would be, um, you know, they would do well to look into it. Well, did that did that CVT have the steps in it, like the fake when you floor yeah, like kind of like the kind of fake gears in there? Yeah, it just it it gets weird and moany and kind of mm-hmm. like the, the like CVTs of a couple generations ago. Mm-hmm. It's Link, just yeah. kind of unpleasant. Lincoln MKZ hybrid had that too, which is weird because Lincoln made such a huge deal about like you know active noise canceling, which is always on all the time, but the engine's still like wee wee wee. Yeah, that, that's and weird. it's really obnoxious, yeah. <coughs> especially for a luxury car. But enough about new cars. I think it's time to move on to old cars. And Graham, you have some interesting vehicles, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got a '88 Grand Wagoneer, which, which white, sufficiently can be described as bitching because what, it's got the sweet steelies, white black steelies. Green. Yeah, I still have the I still green. have the disco yeah. wheels that it came with, but I, you know, took those off. Black tires with white lettering yeah. on uh, 
White with uh, wood. wood yeah, white with wood. Then I've got the the fifty one Packard that I'm still trying to get get back up and running. Uh, there was, that was supposed to be up for last year. Right? Right? I got, I got well seventy percent of the way there. Couldn't quite make it, and then it just kind of stalled because I was putting in probably forty hours a week after after working to to it was burnout burnout mode, but. Now the Michigan like is finally, burnout mode, yeah. not the car burnout. Right. <laughs> but now that the weather, you know, Michigan is defrosted, we hope, we hope for the rest of the year, and then uh, I'll be able to roll it out and work on it. So maybe this year's World War Cruise. Well, the Packard National Meet is going to be in uh, third week of uh, June in Michigan, so maybe it'll be ready, go. running. So uh, you've got a month. You got a month. Yeah. That's well, a month. Another final countdown kind of moment. You got to ask the man who owns one. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. It's a good car. And Jake, yeah. how's your Pontiac doing? Uh, Pontiac's doing great. I um, I Tell got. Them what a, you have. I have a '63 uh, Pontiac Star Chief. It's uh, it has a name. What's the name? The name is Big Ronda, which I just gave it because you know Big it has Ronda. Really, it has wide hips. You know, the, it kind of flares out in the back with wide hips, and I just figured Ronda was kind of a '60s name, so I named it Big Ronda. Um, when I got it painted last year, it looks it's got a like a metal trim going all the way across, so I kind of want to give it a second name like Blue Streak or Blue Arrow or something like that, but. Big Ronda is the main name. Um, three eighty nine two barrel. I think it's like three hundred and thirteen horsepower, but it feels for how big it is, it feels pretty quick. And uh, I've had it for about six years now. Um, I've always loved those old Lincoln Continental suicide doors, like everybody does. But uh, I saw this car in this guy's backyard, right. GTO front end. I was like, "You selling that thing?" He said, "Yeah." And I said, "I'll take it." Basically, and uh, we've had a love affair ever since. It only had like sixty two thousand miles when I bought it. It's got about eighty now. So. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it runs great. Translates a little bit. Um, yeah, that's you know that's, that's just how it is. Um, but when, when the trans is full, it shifts like butter, <laughs> and uh, it needs a little suspension work. But I mean, I would take it. Uh, I would take it on a road trip to Chicago, no problem. You know, it's nice. ready to go. The case um, trans mm. Davey, how's Action Car doing? Uh, Action Car he is a has nine fourteen has fallen victim oh. to oh. my burgeoning obsession with radio controlled that's aircraft. True. That'll pass. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta get. I gotta get back to the car. Your burgeoning obsession is stuck in a tree in Sacramento right now. Uh, yeah, well, no, but there's a new one on the workbench though. Uh, so that has been my <laughs> my my new twin. So I got a little two motor thing. I've gotten really into aerial photography. That's kind of like. So unfortunately, the I, I did buy a, a new set of sixteen, um, in, sixteen inch Fuchs. A wheels, the classic for those of you who are not down, like the classic old Porsche alloys, yeah. um, with the black centers uh, nice. that are off of a nine eleven SC. And so I bought those, and they're sitting in my garage. I did actually roll them out and place them in front of a Cayenne diesel, and Just took to a picture of it, see what it, would <laughs> like. see what it would yeah. look like on Fuchs. And I think that that's something the Porsche should do. Um, 16 inch wheels. There's companies that make oh, it's no, 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 sixteens, like 15, 16s. We didn't bring back sidewall. Like, yeah. sidewall needs yeah. to come back. Okay, Blake, let's talk about something you drove recently, the Mazda Super 20. 15-inch wheels, and does that car not look right? I think they're 16s on the No, they're disease. 15. I'm pretty sure they're 15s. Yeah, 16, yeah but that's also one no, of No, they're 16 by 8 uh, custom NK RPF2s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I, and I almost... they're custom because, you know, it's 16 by 7s, but they actually... I think they're wide wheels. I know the, the, the whole spiel, but right. I'm pretty sure, like... I'm pretty sure they're 15s. Either way, they have plenty of sidewall, and it's great. Yeah. They're <laughs> 15s, you're right. 
but they're definitely in a size that you know doesn't come from the factory. So they might be like fifteen by nines or something really weird like that. They're yeah. fifteen by eights. I've never had this conversation with Dave Coleman, but sorry, I believe it's, it's Timberlake's new song. It's bringing Sidewall back. But yeah, well, they, they, I mean, oh. I miss Sidewall. Justin Timberlake is bringing Sidewall back. Yeah, but, the problem is, I think also that a lot of cars are designed now these days to like look super cartoony and blah blah blah. Like blah. concept cars, right? But what we need, you know, bring back the weight reduction. Um, you know, fifteen a good fifteen inch wheel with some sidewall. I mean, rides better. Yeah, you get yeah. A nice ride. You don't have. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm a big fan. Every vehicle I have owned, with the exception of my Blazer, which has sixteens on it, right? And, and they're factory sixteens. And now, and I mean, my Porsche currently has fifteens on it, but I'm going to put the sixteens on there just because I want a certain profile on a tire height. <clears throat> All my cars have had fifteens. And we need to bring 15s back on modern cars so those of us who really like 15-inch wheels can get good tires again. Yes. Because 15s are getting ridiculous to find tires for. 15s and lug, lug size has to be 4x100 so I can get any kind of weird t- uh, wheel for my Miata. Well, I kind of think that uh, they're, they're, like you said, they're making the wheels more cartoony, the low, low profile, and they're making up for it in the suspension, you know, damping. But something yeah. like the 5 Series, we had the BMW 5 Series here, and we blew through tires like, you know, Six in a year, literally six in a year. That's insane. Could just hitting potholes. I mean, we're in Michigan, not right. so it's bad. Hitting were potholes, those, no sidewalk. Ironically, blowing through uh, run flats. Yes, yes, <laughs> we're blowing through run flats yeah. like nobody's <laughs> business. Um, but I think to try to make up for it, you know, and still, still keep that cartoonish look. You know, you want that on a sport coupe, but maybe on something like a big sedan. You know, I'll take another inch of sidewall, I suppose. Sure don't bring back the tall ass tires, though. We don't want that. Right. Sure, it's a very nice looking sport coupe. Like the We're waiting for a dramatic pause here. The BMW, the original BMW six. That's a really nice looking sport coupe, well, and it did not have gigantic yeah, wheels great. on it. What and and those had an obscure tire size. Well, the CRX. Yeah. yeah. What was the size on the Countach? It was like fourteen or they, something crazy. Oh, the original right. Countach had really small, but yeah. the but what was the? I'm trying to remember what the section width on the later Countach was. Was it a three fifteen in the back? Something absurd. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't three. It was maybe it was two ninety five. Two forty five tires. It yeah, was massive for a Miata. Mm-hmm. Um, stock flares. Stock on an NC is like one ninety five or something. What What are your wheels? Mine are two hundred fives, slightly stretched because my wheel is a uh, fifteen by eight. I think that's a big wheel. Yeah. yeah. Well, I bought a car with two twenty fives on it. Oh yeah! Did yeah. you address your new suspension on the podcast? Too? Many, many times. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Which I can, you know, handle perfectly now. But as a so, look, wait, wait, what? Talk about the Super Twenty. Talk it's, since you drove it. You know, it's wonderful. And everybody wants to drive it. I Every- talked about it on the last podcast. Oh, okay. Faithful listeners will <laughs> recount. Which I clearly am not, since I didn't know he <laughs> was that a SEMA show car. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they repainted it from gray to yellow, and now everyone, you know, can see it from like six miles away. <laughs> I, and. It's it's loud. It handles really. I mean, it handles awesomely. It rides really badly, and you know it's noisy. And there was like there's technical issues with it, so it's like my car. And it's <laughs> wonderful. Like, like I mean, when I had it, the, it blew a radiator hose. Um, it, it's but the thing feels really. The, the thing about that car that's wonderful is the harder you drive it, the better it gets. Yeah. Uh, it, and and it just the more comfortable you get with it, the, and the more you'll the more you want to cane it, and the happier it is. Like. It's just a really, it, it was a goofy little engineering exercise that they did, and it's just such a lovable, rad little thing. And the best part is you could build it, you know, with a big enough paycheck, because all of those parts, all of those parts you could buy from Fly Miata or Fat Cat Motorsports to find people that make my suspension. With the exception of the fender flares. Which oh, no, you can buy the fender flares. 
Can you now? Because they widen me out. It makes the fender. Floors. They make the fender floors yeah. for it now. It's great. Okay, but the wheel the wheels were actually custom widened. Right. That was one thing that That's they true. did. You can buy sixty dollars um, from Nine Four Nine Racing, which is you know a great shop in Southern California. As a plug, and they drove. <laughs> they're not even paying me. For that this. has I been Mazda Minute with Blake and Mountain. <laughs> So. We drove the uh, Mazda Miata Coupe like 15 or 20 years ago. Remember that? It was a yellow car. Yes. They actually made it into a coupe. I saw it at hard the top uh, coupe. I saw it in a secret basement. Mm. Mazda secret basement has it there. So. And so we drove it around. Well, that's great. Yeah. I've never seen How it. was it? And somebody said, it's you know, a, that thing would look great as a roadster. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Which is really all Ba-ding. you can say about that. Yeah. yeah. That's great. But yeah, apparently the story behind it is, is it's basically a botched job they did for an auto show where they, uh, you know, graph it onto an NA. So it drives like an NA, I assume. And, uh, you know, if you look really closely, it looks kind of janky. But they painted it yellow, so it's nice. It's your word. Yeah, it's your word. <laughs> you did it more little often, TM yeah. circle. Cop- copyright DGJ. I don't know if we've got time, but I just... So you've got, you've got Big Ronda. You've got Action Car? Yes. Am I the only person that doesn't believe in naming? I didn't name my car. My car got named. Um, okay. That I, and I believe credit goes to um, Sajeev Mehta of The Truth About Cars and Alex Nunez of Road and Track named my car for me. Um, Very seventies. I just imagine action cars, right, yeah. huge letters, huge yeah, printing. yeah, Ravel model. Well, it did, it did actually come from what it, what it came. What it, the origin of it was the old. Um, uh, Mercury ads from the early 70s where it was like the password for action of the sign of the cat. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, the cougar on top of the cougar yeah, and a so, cougar behind the wheel. Yeah, we were, so we were very ex- you know, we, we were excited and I was like, man, I was looking for a project car at the time and I and I thought 914s were out of my price range and then they'd actually come down a little bit and I found this one. But but I was, I'd just been saying, man, I need an action car uh, of some sort and so you know, I looked at a few different things. I looked at a Trans Am. I looked at a um, I looked at a Saab 900 Turbo, which I still want one of those. Same. I love those things so much. Um, but you know, eventually came down. I found this 914 Turbo. <coughs> it was like, yeah, that's it. That's that's the car. Uh, and so I brought it home. You know, immediately took pictures, posted on Facebook, and they started calling it Action Car. And that has been its name. I mean, you really needed like a nice brown shiny leather jacket to wear, step out of it, and swing the brown leather jacket around. And- or Tessels. Yeah, check with Tessels. I think you need to buy a kitten and name it Action Cat. <laughs> action Car and Action Cat. Did you name, did you name your Miata? My Miata's name is Sally. <laughs> All right. It's All right. A very, my friend named it for me. My friend named her Kia Sportage that she drove from Long Island to Alberta, Canada, Harvey. Hmm. So she likes naming cars after actual names, and she was like, "That car looks like a Sally." And I was like, "Well, it's a cute name for a cute car." Do you Sally ever um, do you do you ever catch yourself driving along going? Miata Sally, <laughs> oh. by the snow, take Miata down. Like, does that ever happen? No, no thank God. Okay. I've actually named all my cars. That's going to happen now. now. It's no, totally no, 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 no. great. I've named them all. Once I can figure out another one of Davy G's weird musical references, I will actually do that now. Mustang Sally. You, 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 you don't know Mustang Sally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say, I mean, it was bad enough you didn't know Mexican radio. That's Mexican. Whoa. Radio. Wow, even Mark Vaughn gets this. Yeah. He's like 80. <laughs> At least. <clears throat> so, Mark Vaughn, tell, tell us about your oddball vehicle. Electric car. I'm the only guy in the world who owns a Mitsubishi Aimeov. Which, I love that car. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a very odd thing. We all like to rag on it. It's wildly I don't like to, I love it. I just, it, seats, it seats four full-size adults. In and relative comfort. 
Yeah, I mean, you have headroom, elbow room. You've been working room perfectly you since how long ago? Did you get a year or two? Uh, yeah, more than a year. year you were one half. of the early adopters, weren't you? I was the first guy. In fact, the PR agency called, not knowing who I was. Right. Oh, that's funny. And said, we want to you know, feature you in this press release. <laughs> and I happened to know the PR guy, and I said, uh, well, don't do that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> but, yeah, nobody has bought that car. I think it was like 500 total in the United States, so that's not nobody, but it's almost, it's probably the least selling car. So you can bring that car to Pebble Beach, Beach next year. I could bring it to Pebble Beach. Yeah, yeah. 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 In 62-mile increments, so it took <laughs> two weeks to get to Pebble Beach. <laughs> Oh, you can enter it in the California Melee. It'll take you three months. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not name it. So. And then you um, and then you also have a Eurovan, right? Oh, uh, Eurovan, yeah. I read Eurovan. The last year that they brought it in, uh, 2003, because it's practical and it's cheap and it pop tops and everybody can camp. You should get, like, what's his name, Greg of Akron? You should get him to paint it. Oh, he died. Oh, well, who's the other guy? Our Hemsel. Take it up to Our Hemsel. some kind of, like... Summoning ritual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, know, you should get art to paint Greg of Akron. Paint <laughs> oh, wow, that's super. And cool. like, like, like how many people paint it? Yeah, a mural of him painting. Paint a van. Paint the exact yeah. picture of the Eurovan on the Eurovan, but just with infinite progression. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my God, that'd be wonderful. So you could have art painting Greg in the smaller one, and then just back and forth. <laughs> right. right. Art Hemsel, if you're listening, this was their idea. It's not mine. <laughs> God, we should get him on the podcast. Hi, awesome. Art. It's been probably yeah, 10 years. Do it. Oh. Right? It's great. Um, so, oh, big big movie news. Fast and Furious 6 is coming out. Uh, I can't wait. Oh, we have the hours. Do we have the countdown clock somewhere? I got one in my house, that's for sure. Countdown. Listen, Paul Walker and I are not best friends forever, so I'll just call him up and be like, hey, hey buddy. BFF. Paul, I'm, Blake, I'm, up, man? I'm actually going to make a confession here. I have never seen... Any of the oh, that's impressive. That's impressive. I only saw the first one about a year ago. They want to see when that when all twenty of them come out. They want to see. Yeah, we're going to randomize the main line. Listen, how many of you guys yeah. thought you were too cool to see the first ones? Or what you thought was? I'm not. I'm being completely real. No, listen. This is this is my thing. Three. We can just throw it out. Tokyo. I've never seen three. Just throw it. They'll never see it. One, two, four, and five. One, two, now seem kind of cheesy. Very oh, cheesy. Oh, really? Seem now seem cheesy at the time? Okay, okay, okay. More cheese at the same time. Four and five are good movies, no qualifiers. So let me ask you this. Are any of the... I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I wish I could give them more Are any of these... Are any of these films... Better than Smokey and the Bandit. Films, he says. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Listen. Wait, 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 wait. That's impossible because no film is better than Smokey and the Bandit. Trick question. This is, like, this is like Davies' Mr. Smith goes to Washington moment. No, listen. He's not going to stop talking? Is I'm not. I mean, listen, on? it's not... It's not Fight Club. It's not Citizen Kane. Okay. It's not Boondock Saints. It's not apparently. Fight Club and Citizen Kane. On the same... Li- in yes. the same room. They are, exactly. Yes. It's, not, it's not going to change your life. That's for sure. But for action, fun movies, like Expendables, like that, I mean, it is one of the, the best... One of the best series. This is Better than know. Cobra? <laughs> that had it's, a nice it's better, it's yeah, exactly right that 50 yeah, now tell me is it better than Delta Force with Chuck Norris God, it's been so long since I've seen that what did you say at the beginning of Cobra I'm the cure uh, so, Crab's disease I'm the cure that's right yeah, is that short Stallone Stallone of course it is it's like, no, I love the amber he's like I'd like to get my car replaced sorry Capretti it's not in the budget can I give you a ride back to the station I got my own transportation like rides off with Brigitte Nielsen and the, like the guy's bike or like oh dude it's just 
There's so much greatness in Cobra. Obviously, the biggest news of Fast and Furious 6 is the fact that Jason Statham's in it. Everybody knows that that's the biggest news in the world. I actually didn't know he was. Is he driving an Audi? There's also a Jensen. So he's actually pretty. Big. He's, there's there's a seventy-eight Ford Escort. Oh, is it? Yeah, Jason, yeah. Is it Jason driving a Jensen? That'd be perfect. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. That would be. I know he signed Jensen. on. I, I saw the news when he signed on for Fast and Furious Seven, which is a thing. And so I looked back at the IMDb, and sure enough, wait, he's in FF Six. That's right. That's right. We already know about Fast and Furious Seven. Yes. Which which is set to come out. In they actually what, a drive year? to the moon. No, it's like three months. I think it's coming out in three months, actually. They go really fast. These Lunar drift. Yeah. No, like this would be the perfect time, perfect time for me to say that that whole series was based on my magazine article in 1996. They ripped me off. Rob Cohen, the original director, totally ripped me off. I mean, the two main characters, the Paul Walker, the Vin Diesel, are based on Sean Carlson and Steph Papadakis, who were profiled in Auto Week at the perfect time for this movie to have been conceived. This is before I was born, right? Written before you were born. <laughs> you were actually in short pants when that was... I'm still in, I'm still in short pants. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm wearing them right now. Can't you see them? When was this? Was it 97, you said? What? 96, 97, 95, something like that. My Referencing his and they admit, they admitted that it was based on a magazine article, but they totally made up this bogus magazine article that I could never find anywhere. No, All right, now that we've gotten that out of the way, the legal disclaimer. Is this the last time you tell me this, Mark? Because I'm going to continue to tell you, you like, <laughs> every two weeks. Weeks. You tell me this. You call me up in the middle of the night, you're like, hey, listen, Blake, do you know? 96, <laughs> my article, the quick of the consternated. Totally missed it. The quick of the consternated. That's the name of this podcast. The quick of the consternated. They changed the name after focus groups. But otherwise... Do you know, actually, The Fast and the Furious was a 50s movie, and they bought the rights to that movie and only used the title, because the 50s movie was about, like, this Bonnie and Clyde. So sort of like Star movie. Trek? What? Sort of like Star Trek? They used it, what, Star Trek was another thing? A 50s movie? No, it was an 80s, versus late 70s, 80s movie. The, 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 the new one, no, the 1960s TV show. It was a 1960s TV show, but I mean, you said movie, so I was going off the movie, but, the, 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 you know, the, the, it has no William Shatner. I mean, they got Nimoy in there, so they, that's something. Also, hey, like, what about that, the, what about that, um... That Spock versus Spock Audi ad. Yeah, kind of oh, funny. Yeah. Kind of funny. Kind of funny. Like that. Kind of funny. You really hoping William Shatner would be the guy in the uh, automatic T- the autom- oh, the, TT. Oh, yeah, the TT out, right? The what's the name of that car? The, the TT. The, the TTS. The automatic the, TT. Yeah, but it has a name. It has like a, a person's name. Like, Ronda. The name it's Ronda. <laughs> no, it's Sally. I think it's Sally. Sally. <laughs> it's Warsprung de Der Technique car. It's Greta. Next time we got a review. Uh, we, we've had sitting on our on our in our Auto Week movie library, which also includes the '80s hit Rad. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, classic cinema film, classic film. The, the yes. lively, the lively set. Ah, the lively. What is the lively set? It's it's one of those like '50s or no '60s '60s uh, like fast cars, loose women, like teenage danger movies. Oh yeah, it's got the turbine car. Oh, in, seriously? Uh, Wait, the, the white Chrysler, Chrysler one? Yeah, the Chrysler Turbo Car in racing livery, apparently. Because, you know, I've I, seen the trailer, which is like as long as the movie, probably. Right. <laughs> but we got to watch it. Because I was in Turin recently uh, and went to the National Auto Museum there and I saw the Fiat Turbo Car. And it's kind of interesting that there is now. You know, is that, was that from the late 50s? That was yeah, like the Turbina. Yeah. yeah, it's like late 50s. It's very swoopy looking, yeah. very utterly fantastic. It's a beautiful car. Um, and I, I mean, it is ironic that people made turbine cars right. and now they're married. All right. Well, I think we should just quickly mention why we are all us West Coasters were dragged out here on terrible Delta flights. Um, I was on Southwest, brother. Oh well, you had a you, apparently you had a shitty experience yes, at Scott Harper. 
Where all the people are rude. Yes. <laughs> um, we're here for Auto Week Fantasy Camp. Yes, yeah, so we bring what, about 20 readers. 20, exactly 20. 20 readers out to. Uh, and they pay. Do we do. They pay to come and hang out with us. Would and you pay to come and hang out with us? Well, not you. I'm not being <laughs> I'm not being a pain, and I can't stand you guys. <laughs> there you go. We, we're not paying you. Well, oh, no, no. She doesn't even know that yet. As a volunteer. Sure. Can um, get paid? No, they, they, Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they get to go out on the track and evaluate uh, a handful of cars. With 20 cars, 20 people? Is that what no, the it's 10 cars. 10 cars, 20, 20 people. people. Uh, and they do like a, a retinue of tests at the Ford Proving Grounds. Uh, on this big, huge... Yeah, Dearborn. In this big, huge black lake of asphalt. They do a bunch of stuff there, and there's sort of a Is road it a lake course. of fire? Mm-hmm. It will probably be by the end of the day. Uh, genite, right? They go in the, the, the genite skid Genite is the slickest material known to man. Um, yeah, they skid on that. And uh, and then they take notes, and they pick a best car. And from that, somebody writes a story. Mm-hmm. hoping it's not me. Gnosis. Gnosis. Got to do the gnosis. Um, and then afterwards, you know, we, we, we there's a huge banquet with lots of lots of booze, and it's just like a press event. Yeah. It, it is yeah. a yeah. press event. Yeah. And, and yeah. Except we're like the people managing them. So the huge the banquet. Army. We started out today, there was the first huge banquet, was lunch at Vincetta Garage, which is the Auto Week restaurant on Woodward Boulevard. Call and ahead. then tonight, tonight we have uh, the reception, and then the dinner tomorrow night is at the River Rouge plant. Which I'm very cool. excited which is about. really cool. I'm excited really that used yeah, to be Henry Ford would pull up an iron ore tanker at one end, and Cars Model T's would really come out the other end. And now they build F-150s. Yeah, it's really awesome. yeah, it really is. It really is. It's rugged. It's you yeah. Know, I, I've lived, in black. lived a half an hour away from it, and I've still never been there. So I toured it in high school. Great to see. You did. I've never been in it. They have one of those 4D simulators where you stand in there and you watch all these screens on top, yeah. and the ground shakes, and they pump in like steam and like smells and lights and stuff, and it's really bizarre. Do you, do you, really? you smell the sweat of the proletariat? Yeah, you, you <laughs> smell the sweat of the. Um, the fine auto workers that you know. So they, they simulate the, the factory assembly line that is like probably ten yards away from you. If yes. you if you try well, to go into the factory, if you try to yeah, if you try to rise up and protest, you get beaten down. <laughs> yeah, it smells like uh, knuckles by by Pinkertons. Yes, <laughs> and then they break down and give you five dollars an hour. Yeah, right. exactly. They follow you home and make sure you're not drinking or. Carousing. <laughs> and 400 bucks will buy you a new F-150. I think that's how it sort of works, yeah. right? Yeah. And on that Consumer Advice Bombshell, it's time to end this Hooniverse All the Week podcast. Thanks yeah. for listening. Everyone say goodbye. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. Bye.